Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, we, we've been talking about, if you would, what I'm not saying. <laughs> uh, from that, when, when you get talking about uh, church engaged with government, uh, the church beginning to get involved in policy creation, uh, influencing how things go, then a whole lot of questions come up. And, and a lot of times, uh, those things... Um, uh, any thought can be stretched to the full extent. And what we've been looking at are the parameters that God's Word ha has put on what we're talking about. The bottom line is, here's in summary, today I'm going to kind of summarize some things and our text, let's go ahead and read that and then we'll work off of that. Matthew 25, 31, 32. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I, I want to pull some things out of it to help summarize this. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. That is Jesus coming back to establish His reign on the earth, sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And we see this, that the sheep are on the right, the goats are on the left. There will be nations that are in agreement with God, in compliance, particularly regarding Israel and the church. There will be nations that are out of alignment with God, particularly regarding Israel and the church. Now with this, when we begin to talk about the ecclesia, the, the, the church, the, the body of Christ, if you would, taking its place and, and taking the role that God has assigned it to within society, within culture. Because the ecclesia is ultimately supposed to be a culture-building situation. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my ecclesia. The term ecclesia, when Jesus used it, its primary meaning was the legislative body of the Greek city-states. They decided the rules. If you would, the very next thing Jesus says is, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. You see, a legislative body decides what is not permitted and what is permitted. A legislative body, in a different way of putting it, decides what is bound and decides what is loosed. Jesus was saying that I am going to establish my culture builders. I want a culture that represents, this is what Jesus was saying in a manner of speaking, I want a culture that represents the kingdom of God, that the will of God is done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he wants. And I'm going to build an ecclesia that's going to work to that end. They will work to bind the things I do not approve of. They will work to loose 
the things I do approve of. If you would, they will seek to stop unrighteousness and they will seek to promote righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. You see, from this standpoint, Jesus was saying that, and he said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against my ecclesia. Well, one reason they wouldn't prevail is if the ecclesia is taking its place and is functioning under the obedience of Christ and under his direction, he would give them their wisdom. <laughs> he would provide resources. He would do things to help them succeed. But if they're just doing their own thing, seeking power for self, seeking to promote their own agenda, then why is he going to support that? And you see, that's more of what we've had than anything, is people just either seeking power or agendas. What we need to do is seek the kingdom of God, and then we'll have God's help. And when we have God's help, the kingdom of darkness, the gates of hell, will not be able to prevail against us. But in this, again, going back to, to this summary, there will be goat nations, there will be sheep nations. People get to make their own choice. We are diplomats, if you would. We are ambassadors for Christ. We're seeking reconciliation. We're trying to bring, bring people into alignment with God. But the bottom line is they have their choice. The bottom line is they have their choice. But our assignment is to seek that. Our assignment is to pursue that. Whether they respond or not, that's between them and God, and they will have to stand before God for that. We will have to stand before God for whether we worked toward it or not. But see, a whole lot of Christians, when it comes to culture, are burying their talent in the ground. And a lot of times saying, well, you know, it's the last days. It's the last days. It's just going to get worse and worse. Best thing for us to do is stay in the house. <laughs> just do nothing. You know, it's, it's coming about just the way Jesus said. Yeah, but he didn't say you should do nothing. Matter of fact, in the parable of the talents, when the person that buried their talent stood before him, uh, he didn't go, man, I understand, you know. You know, I got thinking about it afterwards. You know, why would I have anybody do anything when it's all going to get worse? No, he said, you wicked and slothful servant. That's pretty strong. That is pretty strong. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be burying what God has given me in the ground. I don't want to get back to heaven. And when I say back to heaven, I'm talking about we the Spirit came from God and it returns to God, Ecclesiastes 12. That when we go before God, that we, you know, He gave us our life and we come back and say, well, I gave you my life back. Not what He's looking for. He's looking for increase. 
What did you do to advance his kingdom in the earth? What did we do? A, there will be sheep nations, there will be goat nations. But the bottom line is what are we going to do? And, and, and I'll just throw this out since we're doing a summary. The bottom line is, you know, I live here. <laughs> I, I live in America. I live in Virginia. My family lives here. You know, I, you know, I don't know all of the future, but odds are that uh, my family will live, you know, long term in America. Most likely, probably Virginia, strong possibility. That being the case, and that with grandkids and on down the line, that at that point, what world do I want to leave them? You know, there, there's a passage of Scripture that just, just boggles my mind. You know, when the, the Babylonians came to Hezekiah, and he showed them all around the kingdom. He showed them all the treasuries. He showed them through all, everything in the temple and all that, everything that was there. All their treasures. Then the prophet came to him. And he said, what did you show those men? And he told him, showed them everything. And he said, and the prophet told him, he said, everything that you showed them, they will take. But it won't happen in your lifetime. And here is the passage that really gets me. Hezekiah's response was, he was glad because it wouldn't happen during his lifetime. Have mercy, Lord. In other words, he's getting news that his descendants are going to be attacked by the Babylonians. Everything they have is going to be taken away. They will be carried away. And his whole response to the whole thing is, I'm glad I'll be okay. And, and I'll be honest with you, since we're summarizing today, I honestly think that's the way a whole lot of Christians are looking at our country today. You know, it's not that bad right now. It's going to get worse. But, you know, I'm just going to sit in the house and I'm going to do nothing because it's not that bad right now. Well, number one, I don't know what you've been looking at if you think it's not that bad. But anyway, I know the capability of it getting worse and a whole lot worse is there. I, I do understand that dynamic. But, but the bottom line is how people can look and say, at least it won't be in my lifetime. Uh, again, to use the Southern expression, bless your darling heart. I personally think that approach is evil. That approach is evil and it is selfish. Uh, I do not think it pleases God. I think that was the, 
the whole mindset of the guy that buried his talent was, I want to make sure I'm okay. As long as I'm okay, we good. Don't really care about anybody else. Don't care about the next generation. Don't care about these other things. Just as long as we good right now, we good. That is an evil mindset. And I, I again, I, I just can't fathom a person actually having that mindset like Hezekiah had about his descendants. And, and to me, it's hard for me to grasp Christians sitting back doing nothing. <laughs> doing nothing and leaving their children and their grandchildren basically to the devil and to whatever he wants to do in this nation. I cannot fathom that mentality. I personally, again, think that mentality is evil. And it's one of the greatest evils in our country today because the bottom line is the largest group, the largest block of people, and I'm talking from a political standpoint at this moment, the largest block of people is Christians in this country. It is still the largest block. If we could get along, if we could love one another, if we could come around some basics, there would be no question about where this country stands. God bless you. Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.